The advice that I was given was to take the three weeks between spring break and testing and practice with my students. I was told that I couldn't practice enough. Well, that is not how I approach testing. I don't want to exhaust my students before we even get there. So needless to say, that is not my plan. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast, a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20-year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, cup of coffee and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hello and welcome back. I hope that your April is starting off well. Today is going to be a shorter episode. At least I think I do have a lot to say about this topic, but I think it's important to address it since we are heading into state testing season. Has your school started testing yet? It is definitely that time of year. I know from my own school, I'm starting to hear the buzz and see the stress, especially among our new teachers who haven't yet gone through testing season. While I can't eliminate the test or change how your district approaches testing, I can give you some advice from my years of experience. I'd like to share some ideas on how you can reduce the stress for yourself and maybe reduce the stress for some of your students. I've been through testing many times in many different formats. Yes, I'm old enough to remember when students had to properly fill in tiny little bubbles on a form. Now testing is all completed online, which actually makes things so much easier. In all those years, I've learned a few things about how to approach the test that I'd like to share with you. A lot of it starts off with your mindset. And so I have three things that I would like to share with you. Number one, putting pressure on students about performing well on the test doesn't do anything but increase anxiety for you and for them. Yes, it's important for students to take the test seriously. And I do talk to my students about why we take the test and how it will impact our district in the years to come. But I really just want my students to do their best. So it's important that they come to class relaxed and that they don't see the test as this big looming thing over them at the end of the year. So I try to keep my conversations down so that students don't feel the pressure with the test. Number two, and I know this is controversial, but number two is that the test is not a high stakes test for the students. I mean, yes, ultimately how students collectively perform on the test will impact many things for your district, which will ultimately impact students. It can impact your funding, number of teachers, resources, programs, etc. So that's why districts put so much pressure on teachers for their students to perform well. But in reality, whether a student does well or not has no immediate impact on the student. It is not tied to their grade is not tied to graduation requirements. So it's hard for that student to make the connection between what they're doing in class today and how that's going to impact whether there's a sports program next year or whether they have 40 kids in their class next year because teacher funding was cut. So the test is not high stakes for the individual. I have even heard parents tell their students to not worry about the test or that they don't care what the outcome of the test is. 
That's not helpful, I know, but it adds to the argument that state testing is not high stakes for the student. Number three, spending weeks in test prep doesn't do anything to change the outcome of the test, and you lose valuable teaching days. Because I'm in a new grade this year, I wanted to check in with our instructional mentor about what I should be aware of regarding the test and what things I should prep my students for. I wasn't clear in my question. I was really asking what things do sixth graders need to know about how to take the test. But the advice that I was given was to take the three weeks between spring break and testing and practice with my students. I was told that I couldn't practice enough. Well, that is not how I approach testing. I don't want to exhaust my students before we even get there. So needless to say, that is not my plan. But I know that if I'm getting that advice, then many of you are getting that advice as well. I agree that we need to prop students because they need to know how to do the test, how to answer and submit questions, the details of the test. But please don't spend weeks practicing test questions. This will only exhaust your students before the testing begins. And you're really just stunting their ability to do their best. Think of it this way. If you were giving students a test over, let's say, figurative language, you would teach your lessons, your students will complete the tasks, and now it's time for a test over figurative language. Would you just give the test or would you spend weeks prepping them for the test? I'm not talking about a one or two day review, but weeks testing for them. Would you give their students practice question after practice question, hoping that they'll do better? No, of course not. You might practice a new format with the students, or you might do a think aloud about how to approach the questions or the test. But after your unit, you would give students the test and then move on or reteach if you need to. Here's the approach that I like to take with state testing. I have spent all year teaching and helping students to learn. And now they simply get to show what they know. That is my mindset as we go into testing season. It is not cramming for a test. We don't even necessarily know what's on the test other than the standard. So what are we cramming for? In my district, we start testing ELA at the end of April, which means that I have a few weeks of regular class before testing begins. Because other classes are cramming and prepping, I acknowledge that the test is coming, but I continue with the same routines that I've done all year. The week before the test, I'll talk about it a little bit more and I'll show them what the test looks like. We'll get out the computer. We'll get on the program. Students will have an opportunity to look around. We might do some practice questions just so that they get the practice of answering and submitting questions. We'll go to the writing program that they have to use. And I might have students write something just so they can see all the bells and whistles that are available to them. But really, anything that we're doing, in that program is really just to familiarize students with how to take the test, not to cram any last minute information in there. Then the Friday before the test, I don't do anything related to the test. I mean, if a student wants to talk about it or ask questions, I'll address them, but there's no lesson plan about the test. My goal is to keep the focus on what we've been doing all year. When students ask me why we aren't doing test prep like they're doing in other classes, I just simply remind them that they've been learning all year and the state test is just a snapshot of what they can do. They are ready and I trust them to do their best. 
This changes the mindset and puts the control of the test in the hands of the students. And the students are like, yeah, I can do this. I have had great success with student scores, not because I've spent weeks prepping and exhausting students, but because I allowed students to simply demonstrate what they've learned. I take the test very seriously, and I know the impact that it has on the district and the state, but I'm careful with how I approach the conversation with students. I want to be sure that I am there supporting the students, cheering them on, and reminding them to simply do their best. Many students come to school the first day of testing filled with anxiety and stress. And that's why I try to make the beginning of class fun, a relaxed atmosphere, is keep things super light. The first day, I'm their cheerleader. Lots of, you've got this, and high fives at the door. I even pass out gum for those that want it. We start class simply by taking a deep breath. I remind my students that they're capable of doing this test. I remind them that my only expectation is that they read through the questions and answer them the best that they can. And then we get started. Each day of that first week, we start off with something that just kind of calms the room. A little pep talk, a piece of candy, a sticky note with an encouraging saying on it. I just want them to look forward to coming to class. I mean, as best they can, no one is excited about testing. By the end of the first week, we are into a routine and testing is just another day of school. In my district, students spend a full month to a month and a half testing, depending on the grade level and if they need to take the ELL test or if they're in a grade that tests science. So it's important that I set students up for success right from the beginning. A month of testing is a long time. I want my students to see that I'm relaxed because if I'm relaxed, they'll be relaxed. Now, with that said, that doesn't mean that I'm immune to the pressures of the district for my students to perform well. I truly understand what the implications are if students just simply brush off the test or click through the answers. I understand how it affects our funding and that we could lose staffing positions and programs, that we could lose resources or have resources restricted. I've even worked in a district where the results of your specific students impact your paycheck. But stressing out about this and working students up doesn't do anything for anyone and makes coming to school difficult for you and for your students. What I hope you get out of today's discussion is one, acknowledge that testing season is upon us and take a look at your own mindset and how you approach the conversation with your students. Number two, keep in mind that high stakes testing is not really high stakes testing for the students, at least in the immediate situation. And number three, Students will feed off your energy, so how you approach the test will be how they approach the test. All right, everyone, that is what I have to share with you as we approach testing season. Well, I can't take the test away for you, I hope that you can approach it with less stress. I will add a link to today's blog as well, which is on this same topic. So if you're interested in finding out more about how I approach state testing with my students, please go check that out. As always, we'll be talking about this in the Facebook group, so I hope you'll join us there. Until next time, everyone, have a great week.